Coming up, Ask Dottie, the podcast for anyone who manages their own website and social media. Ever have an epic fail on your website or social media? Avoid it next time by asking Dottie. Call in with your questions at 503-206-7368 to ask Dottie your website and social media questions or post your question on the talk board at prp.fm. And now, here's Dottie. Good afternoon, Portland and Vancouver. Welcome to the Ask Dottie Show, where you can get your questions answered about managing your website, social media, or just doing business online. This is episode four, and the topic today is online branding. Today, instead of taking calls, I'm going to be interviewing two local branding experts, Kristen Taylor and Abby Wood. Kristen Taylor is the on-call marketing director, small and mid-sized businesses call on her to create strategic revenue-generating marketing so that they can focus on running their business and let her handle the rest. Kristen, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Dottie. It is wonderful to be here and wonderful to be back at PRP. Awesome. So, you know, the one question I have that I just know you can answer is, what is branding and why is it important? Well, branding is really the heart of a good strategic marketing program. Um, Branding really gets its name literally from branding of cattle and other animals where people put their mark on um, the animals. I never knew that. Yeah, that's where it comes from. And so that's why a lot of people think that branding is a logo. But it starts with a logo and it really goes to your whole presence and the way you make your customers feel when they see your presence. Hmm. So that can be encompassed in everything from from a logo to a package to an ad to a um, to an online um, social media account. And the key is that they all need to speak with the same voice and have the same look and feel, use the same colors do the do the work of building that brand across all those platforms so that you're building equity and you're not having to re-educate your customer every time they see a piece of your marketing. Perfect. So I've always wondered, since I'm mostly online, how does branding apply to my online business since I do a lot of stuff online? And how does it apply to the online presence of a brick and mortar business? Branding is just essential for your online marketing because that consistency that I talked about earlier is just absolutely able to be built online. And, you know, as you know, with websites, Mm -hmm. you want to make sure that your copy is consistent, that the voice you're talking with is consistent. You want to make sure that your colors, as I was mentioning earlier, as well as what your page looks like is very consistent with maybe what your brick and mortar has inside the store. You know, what you really want is when someone comes to your page online or when someone goes into your brick and mortar store, it's really not that much different. You want your ideal client or your ideal customer to see that piece of marketing, to see that piece of marketing presence and say, wow, this is a place that gets me. This is a business that really understands who I am and what I need. And I feel comfortable here. I feel comfortable and I know, like, and trust this business Therefore, I'm ready to try and buy something from them. Okay. 
And one of the things I tell my clients, and you can tell me if this is true or not, <laughs> is that your online branding needs to match your offline branding so that when your customer does come to you, they recognize that they're in the right spot. Exactly. Online. Exactly. That's exactly how branding works. And you don't want someone to know you and know you as a certain personality, as a certain look in a store and then go to your website and see something completely different. They will have total disconnect. They'll lose that emotional connection they have with you because every relationship begins with emotion and a marketing mm -hmm. and that's a big part of it. Emotion has to be there. And if they have to re-get to know you all over again, you've lost that traction and you've lost your brand. And they might even think they're in the wrong spot and exactly. go away. Exactly. And try and find you somewhere else. Perfect. So I already have a logo and I'm wondering what else is involved with branding? Well, that's a really good question. A lot of people think, well, I have a logo, I'm done. It's it's the branding part is complete. And, that's and I just, never have to do it again. I never have to do it again. It's perfect. I never have to do it again. And of course, none of that is true. Although when you have a logo, you want to stick with it for a while. And I love standing here and looking at the Portland Radio Project logo because it's beautiful and consistent mm -hmm. and the colors stay consistent. So it's a great example of a logo that, that communicates a good brand. But a logo is not your brand. It's the beginning. It should give you a feel for the kind of company you are. It should be a way that people get a sense of who you are. But you need to have ads. You need to have your voice, the way you write copy. And we'll talk to Abby a little bit um, about copy, which is so essential. It needs to have its own brand voice. Your look needs to be consistent. So you're using consistent colors in brochures, everything from brochures to online ads to social media, all of that needs to hang together. Okay, so the logo is the beginning of your journey. It can be the beginning or sometimes people place it in the middle. You know, there's oh, okay. so many people who start with a Facebook page these days and the logo comes a little later. I wouldn't, um, and I also would say, don't think you can spend $5 and get a good logo, but also don't think you have to spend $5,000 to get a good logo. Okay. There's a lot of wiggle room there in the middle. And you want, the key is that you get something that resonates with your target audience. Perfect. Well, Kristen, you've given us some great ideas and things to think about. And after a short break, we're going to talk to Abby, who is a local wordsmith. And I want you to stick around because at the end of the show, I'm going to tell you how to get a free review video. Ask Dottie is supported by Premium Websites, offering website and marketing advice for startups and small businesses. For more information, go to premiumwebsites.net. Welcome back to the Ask Dottie Show, where you can get your social media and website questions answered. And I'm Dottie. Our next guest is Abby Wood, who is a local wordsmith. And according to her, what you have to say is as important and being heard and understood is also just as important. Abby reviews communication strategies through multiple lenses to identify the connecting points so that your every word counts. She's been a wordsmith for about 18 years, working anywhere from the academic research to biz communications, 
and offering anything from proofreading through speech writing and strategy development. Abby, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me and what an honor it is to follow in Kristen's footsteps. Um, I was just nodding along with so much of what she was saying. Awesome. So what do words have to do with actual branding? Exactly like Kristen was saying, a lot of times people think that, you know, you get your logo done and then that's it. And it's so much more. It's the story. It's the experience that your clients get, that your customers, visitors get in your brick and mortar business. And we do a lot of exploration around that to determine the brand voice, like Kristen was saying, what language, not only determining what language we're going to use, but how. So when you say language, I'm assuming you're not speaking like English or Spanish, but what do you mean? Can you expound on that? Okay. So it would be anything to do with your business. Okay. Any communication from spoken to written, from marketing to service. I feel there needs to be cohesion there. Sometimes I run into with clients, I'll speak to them in one scenario or context, say at a networking event, and then I go to their website or I'll go to their social media and it's like I'm seeing different people. Mm, okay. So consistency. Consistency Very and voice. important. Yes. You know, when I was um, at your website, I noticed this really cool word called biznality, and I've never heard of that word before. So I'm wondering if you can tell me exactly what you mean by that. Biznality arose from working with clients and trying to understand their voice, get into their voice so that I could write in their voice, right? A lot of times seeing that when my clients were presenting me with their rough drafts, they were in their head so much, I couldn't get a sense of their personality at all. There was no authenticity coming through. It developed into this thing where I I would say, look, let's bring some personality into your business and fuse the two words together and Personality, boom. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a great word. Thank you. <laughs> so how do you use businality? You know, how do you bring that to a business owner's um, branding through the words? In short, we do exploration into their personality because that gives me an understanding of the layers that intersect with their business, what forms that businality entity. So businality would essentially be the tone in which you're speaking. Okay. It would be the tone that suggests or reflects, oh, this is a personality that is humorous, that employs comedy, or this is an entity that's a little bit more reserved. We're dealing with complex matters, delicate matters. So they need to take a little bit more of a a cautious tone with their their clients, with their audience, so as not to bombard them. You know, a lot of times we we do want to bombard because we have so much to say and we really just want to get it said. Um, and so developing that strategy around the businessality and how are we going to approach this topic with your audience in a way that we can nurture the relationship and make that connection and engage them. Okay. Okay. So um, for your clients, you're a wordsmith, and I'm just assuming that that means that you know a whole lot about words. Can, can, you, <laughs> can you tell me a little bit more, what is a wordsmith? So a wordsmith, in short, I like to think of myself as basically sitting around having fun with language. Um, I play with words, we craft sentences, and I mold them until it, it fits the purpose to not only reflect what it is that you want to say, but to craft it in a way that, like Kristen was saying, resonates with your audience so that you can be heard, so that you can be understood, so that people can then engage with you and, and get back in touch with you. Okay. So that would be everything from like your tagline yes. um, to branding sentences. 
Is that what you're saying? Some key structures like that. And then also your social media posts, your website copy, your bio is key. I think that's, you probably would know about this. It's a key page that gets missed. And it's very important because people want to know who they're dealing with as much as they want to know about the brand itself. Right. I feel like that page is probably responsible in part for the emotional connection that people make with you. Okay. So you can help people with um, building all of that presence around the brand, do they bring that brand to you or do you help them actually kind of think through the process and create it for them? We do a lot of exploration from personality assessments, then applying it to how they do their business, what they're bringing to their business, the what's and the how's and the why, and pull it all together and develop a strategy anywhere from not just written language, but maybe you're better suited to spoken language. So let's develop a strategy around spoken communication. So videos, podcasts, speaking engagements more so than written copy. Perfect. So I'm a really small business. I'm just me. Do I need to worry about branding like a great big huge company does like Portland Radio Project? I think ultimately everybody just needs to do the best they can because it's better than nothing. Great. Well, Abby, thanks for your great ideas around branding and your copy and what you say and all of that stuff. When we come back, we're going to have time for a few more tips about branding. And I will tell you where to get that free review video. Ask Dottie is supported by Premium Websites, offering website and marketing advice for startups and small businesses. For more information, visit premiumwebsites.net. And we're back. If you're just joining us, I'm Dottie, and this is the Ask Dottie podcast, where you can get your questions answered about social media and websites. Today's topic is online branding, and our special guests are Kristen Taylor and Abby Wood. And we've got a few minutes left. So Kristen, if you could tell me, how does branding affect your bottom line? Branding is the basis of having revenue-producing marketing. Again, as we talked about, if you have a disconnect, you know, buying is completely an emotional decision. You're going to make the decision first in your heart, and then you're going to look to your head to justify that decision. So that means you're going to get that emotion in your marketing first, Mm -hmm. and then in order to justify making that purchase, You're going to go into your brain and you might look at some analytics, you might look at the price comparison, but you've already decided, hey, I really want that thing. So branding is a big part of that emotional connection. And really, you know, what has been so wonderful in marketing over the last few years is branding has become maybe less of a catchword than it was a few years ago. What's really become the catchword now is, is content marketing. Mm, mm-hmm. And it's really all going to the same thing. And it really um, is, is, is essential. Content marketing, as you know, from building websites, is all of the content that you put out, that that is really what you use to splinter out and put into your social media. It's what you use to communicate with your target audience. But it's also become the the heart of um, search engine optimization or SEO. It has. And the content can be anything from a text blog post mm-hmm. to a video to a podcast. 
um, to images that you put your branding on and put out through Instagram and Facebook and all of those things. So it all ties together. Yeah. And so SEO used to be kind of like this smoke and mirrors thing where you would kind of put secret words into your website. And then if people searched for that on Google, they might find your website. But now... Yeah, those were top secret words Top secret words. (laughs) But now Google does it totally differently. They want to look at your content and see what you're talking about and see what you're really an expert about, which is all about what your brand is, and see if those words are consistent. And so it's really important to choose the right words. So I'm really curious. I wanted to ask Abby how she helps her customers, her clients, find the right words to talk about. What sort of things do they talk about when they're putting together content for their marketing? So yeah, we do a lot of exploration into the approach that we need to take with the language. It's not just looking at what are we going to say, but how are you going to say it in a way that represents who you are, but also engages the other party. Okay. So um, where do you see branding going online? Do you see any any changes in the trends? Do you see, what do you see? Well, you, you mentioned video and that is the thing. Video is, is the thing right now. And what that means is your brand is becoming both less polished and more real. And mm-hmm. I really like that about branding. I think that um, it's becoming more authentic, which is a word that can be overused, but it really um, applies here. Because let's say you're a solopreneur, you know, if some of our listeners are solopreneurs, they're the only employee in their business. And they wear all the hats. They wear all the hats, you know, which we can relate to. But they are really the the face of their business. And they can get on video and really make a difference and build their brand through that authentic connection. Because again, you're connecting with your target audience. You can also do videos with your customers. You can do videos... Um, behind the scenes type videos, which Mm -hmm. are really, really popular. To kind of let people see what you're really like. Right. And it's all a process of the getting to know you process. It's all the, you know, as I said before, the know, like, and trust um, trinity, (laughs) which um, we know has to be there in marketing in order for people to make a purchase. Yes. And as far as videos go, a lot of the, I guess, pushback that I get from my clients is that they're afraid to stand up and be seen on video. They're mm-hmm. afraid they're going to make a mistake. They're, you know, have all these fears that go around in their head. Um, in in my outlook on it, it seems like video really tells people more about who they're dealing with and what the business is really like. Would you agree with that statement? I totally agree. I think you do want to make sure that you're not standing, you know, in your bathroom with your hair you know, in curlers, you want to represent yourself as your brand. Right. Um, unless that's part of your brand. And that can be, you know, some people's brand. But you do want to, you know, have your brand face on. But it doesn't mean that your hair has to be perfect or you need to lose those last 10 pounds or that the angle needs to be exactly right. The thing that really matters is that you're using the words, that you're using the language that your customer is going to relate to. Okay. So you've done all this homework on your brand and you know about your client. So you know what sort of messages and what sort of words they want to hear. And that's where Abby can come in. Can you, do you help people figure out, like if they're going to do a video, um, what types of words to say? Is that something that you can help people with? Certainly, yeah. We look at, so again, we go back to exploring the rawness of who they are as a person. 
And I think that's what people get stuck sometimes is they feel like they have to put on a certain appearance. And that's not true. I think and through our conversation and discussion is where I, I try and get glimpses of that rawness. And then we bring mm -hmm. it out in the strategy. And a little bit along that process, we also go into who their audience is, who their target market is, what problems are they solving for them? Okay. And, and questions like that. We really just go deep. So you can help them feel a little bit more comfortable about the whole concept of doing a video and having that actually be part of their brand instead of, in their mind, um, maybe changing or tearing down their brand. Yes, it would be whatever honors their truest self. I feel that's where people are going to find their comfort zone in something that's generally pretty scary for people. Okay, and I would agree it's very scary for people. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a lot of them, and it's getting better over time. <laughs> so uh, how would you ladies feel about leaving us with one of your very best tips as far as branding goes for our audience? For me, the most important thing you can do, and we've kind of talked about it a little bit throughout our time together today, but the most important thing you can do is have in your head exactly who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's the first thing I do with a client is work with them on who their ideal client or persona is. And so a fun way to do that is to... First of all, get it as narrow as possible. You know, you can get it down to one person in your head that you're trying to reach. It doesn't mean you're going to exclude anyone, but it helps you focus your messages okay. and focus your marketing and focus your brand. One thing that's really fun to do is to build kind of a, a vision board of what this person looks like, what they are, like to do, what sort of things they, what sort of colors they like, what sort of hobbies they have. And that helps you speak more directly to them. Then you can speak directly to them. And then you've also already got a, a handy cheat sheet for what am I going to talk about in social media? Oh, my ideal person, who I've named Clara, by the way, likes to garden. So I'm going to talk about gardening and social media today because the last thing someone wants on social media is to always be sold to. So it's, it's a really fun, you know, Saturday afternoon adventure. exercise and adventure. That's right. Get a glass of wine, cup of tea, whatever floats your boat and make yourself a persona profile. Awesome. And Abby, what one tip would you leave? So following on to what Kristen was saying, my clients sometimes get caught up in what they're going to say, what they're putting out into the world without considering the other party like Kristen was saying, so developing that persona can be really important. One trick that I tell my clients, just simply inserting the word you or your, that second voice pronoun, can just trick your mind into automatically considering who is going to be receiving this communication and thereby turning it into a potential for conversation and return communication. So you're turning it around so that they're thinking about it from the other side. That's right. Perfect. Well, thank you, ladies for joining me today on the Ask Dottie show. And I did mention that we are going to be giving away a free review video. So to get your free review video, all you need to do is send me an email at Dottie, D-O-T-T-Y, at prp.fm. Mention that you listen to this show and you would like a re free review video and I will be in touch with you. Have a fabulous weekend. Bye-bye.